0: When you think about the whole entire picture, like being a Chicago Cub has changed my life and um, you know, Theo was the one that gave me an opportunity to do that. Welcome back to the Compound Podcast presented by Parse Rum. That's right. We're presented by Parse Rum. When I say parse, you say rum. Rum, parse. Rum, rum, parse. Rum, rum. parse. Rum. I messed up the first one. We have big news today. We had we had a another episode with Ryan Dempster that was supposed to go out today, but we're pushing that back a week. We'll talk about the Masters next week. We have to talk about the big news that just dropped today. Theo Epstein is no longer with the Chicago Cubs organization. It's kind of crazy, honestly. It is it is as crazy as it gets,
1: I think the biggest thing though, like I mean he always goes to places for only like ten years, like it wasn't like, oh, like maybe they're gonna resign him to another five year deal. It was like I mean, best case he's here one more year, like he's always said he doesn't like to be places more than ten years. he likes new challenges. he
0: stuck to what he said, not wanting to be somewhere for for more than ten years, and I don't know what's out on social media yet, but the The reason that he wrote out in the letter was that the decisions that are made now are going to affect the organization for the foreseeable future. And it makes more sense for the person to be making those decisions to be with the organization long-term. And so I think that's a really good way to look at it. It makes a ton of sense. I think that Cubs fans across the board are going to over and over just thanking him for his contribution. Can you imagine when that guy comes back to Wrigley Field and <sighs> sings the seventh inning stretch? Oh, wow. it's going to be, about that. it's going to be
1: just an explosion in there. I think, I think that was one of the coolest things he did though, was sending out. I mean, I don't know if people know that, but like the guy, the people in the organization got an email from him. It was like a three page email basically talking about his decision and his thoughts behind it. And, that was just cool to see like what he was thinking and why he chose to kind of step down and step away from the Cubs. And like you said, I think, I think knowing that we're kind of in a transition, the Cubs are, and knowing that he won't really be here past this next year anyway, he's like, okay, it's probably the time to let Jed take over and kind of take the reins on what's going to happen in the future of the Cubs.
2: Obviously, I'm sure he's so thankful for what happened in the 10 year or nine years, however long it was that he was there. But I'm sure he's so ready to kind of just move on, you know, have a clean slate wherever he goes and just kind of start fresh again.
1: Well, that's what he said in his email. He said like next year will be the first year in 30 years that he won't be clocking in every day. And he said he actually can't wait to just be able to go watch a game. Exactly. And just right. Relax and just watch a baseball game.
0: Which can you, I, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't Listen, imagine how much 30 years how, of grinding and how much right. they do in the off season. Oh,
2: especially with how much, you know, he's been under the microscope the last few years in Chicago. You know, you win the World Series and then it's kind of like, all right, let's win it again. And again, everybody's holding you to this on this pedestal where it's like you have to go 162 and 0 or it's like, oh, what are the Cubs doing now? It's just like,
1: yeah. And people blaming Theo for the Cubs not winning five straight World Series is kind of like, I mean, mean, one, he doesn't play Two, baseball is very hard. Blame that. Don't blame. Yeah, me.
0: honestly, yeah. if there's anyone to blame, yeah. it's Ian. I'm sorry. And then we'll just send Dom after you. That's right. <laughs> and in that time frame, the Astros have won, the Dodgers have won, the Yankees have none, and it's like it's not like there's been a team that has gone out and and rattled off three World Series and um, teams that are winning a hundred games a year. You know, the the Giants. Well, that's before. Bef- that was before.
1: Wasn't that twelve, fourteen, and sixteen, or 12, 10, 12, 10, 14. 12, 14. Yeah, true, true. I, I see your point. Yes, it, it is very yeah, hard you, to win in base. It's very hard to put together a team like the back in the day when the Yankees would
0: win six out of ten years. It's like that's that
1: disturbing. To that think just about. doesn't happen.
0: Well, it's crazy to think about, even that the Giants did it. Did oh. It. Three in six years. Three in like six years, right? It was insane. And every like after they did that, everyone was like, "Yeah, we'll just, we'll just the Cubs will just red." The off Cubs won in 16-0. oh. Six They'll probably win yeah. the next four or five. Then
1: look at it's this
2: team. There's no way they lose.
0: Yeah, baseball's um, a hard sport. I guess we should talk about what how this changes the Cubs' off season.
2: Does it? But does it change it a lot? I mean, Jed. I mean, Jed knows what he's doing. Obviously, you know, like he's been there. He's his own baseball mind and. You know, like you said, Theo wasn't really – I don't think he was in on the contract talk. I mean, he was, but, like, going forward, I'm sure he was – like, looking forward, I'm sure he was like, hey, I'm going to kind of take a back seat to these talks. Like, yeah, I'll listen. But, you know, I'm sure he was – in the back of his mind, he was kind of like, yeah, you know, I don't know who we're going to pay. It's kind of up to you guys because I'm leaving.
1: I don't know. I think I, – I don't think this was, like, a foregone conclusion, Hap, to you. I don't know, like – I don't know when this decision was made that he didn't
0: want to stay like through this next year. I, I bet it was probably made in the offseason when they looked, sat down and looked at the decisions they were going to have to make based on payroll and the direction of the team. And I think, it, as far as direction for the offseason, I think, you know, Jed is, like you said, Jed is completely his own man, and that's going to be pretty apparent. Based on you know, whatever he does moving forward, you know i th- I think as much as Jed and Theo have worked together for so long and probably do share a lot of the same opinions they I'm sure they disagree quite a bit too, and so with you know Jed being the number one and having the full say, I think it'll be very interesting to see kind of where he takes the team in his first few months It's a lot of the decisions that he'll make moving forward are going to shape the way the team looks for the next five, 10 years. Well, that's the other thing with Jed. It's like, it's not
1: like it was just some, like, I mean, obviously you don't hire some low level employee, but like he was the GM in the past, what the whole time under Theo, like, He's been in on all the talks, like he's been a part of everything, just not maybe not just as much, but
0: he was and he was number one in San Diego before he came over
1: here. Yeah, exactly. So a like, ton of experience. And it's a guy that yeah has been around the organization a lot and knows all the players. So, yeah, I, I agree. I'm very curious to see the moves. He's probably been. I mean, Jed's probably been in baseball for 30 years, too. Yeah, which is crazy. That's insane. Now he's taken over
2: a tough task with these this offseason with that team
1: yeah be like here you go man here you go figure out who you want to pay who you want to trade you know
2: you're at the realm now it's up to you
1: what what are you thinking that is yeah that is a tall task to figure out what you want to do with all those contracts and everything
2: who are we paying if it lands on heads three times, we pay hap. And if it lands on tails three well, times, we pay we're not we're not up.
1: paying hap. We're going in arbitration with hap, paying him the minimum, saying he'll take it. We have no choice. Um, save money for Javi and KB. We need them more. No offense, Ian
0: Dakota. You want to be my agent?
1: Uh, yeah, I'll get you. Yeah. I'll get you bare minimum. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, you'll have a contract. You you'll have a deal. That's for sure. Because I'll sign anything.
0: Sign anything
2: for five percent.
0: That's right. That is correct.
2: Uh, you were saying uh before you were kind of emotional when when this came out.
0: Yeah, I think that I was not expecting that. I was very blindsided, uh, but that's the nature of the beast. And I was reading Theo's letter, um and you just get emotional. It's somebody that you've known for, you know, five, six years now, and um gave you me an opportunity to play professional baseball, you know, drafted me ninth overall and out of the university of Cincinnati, like that's, um, you know, I, I'm very thankful for that and grateful for every opportunity he's given me, called me up, uh, at 22 and, and, you know, kind of had the confidence and faith in me to do that. And you know, we didn't always agree. And definitely in 2019, we didn't agree on, uh, you know, me being sent down, but I think we had a pretty good relationship the entire time. And I'm you know, just thankful for that opportunity. I,
1: I didn't want to interrupt you, but a nice little fluff in there that you went ninth overall. Oops, oops. Sorry
0: about it. Whoops. Yeah, that was a nice little fluff for myself, but it was. You know, I wasn't necessarily supposed to go ninth overall. Just like Schwab wasn't supposed to go fourth. You know, it was like if I didn't go ninth, the next place I was going to get picked was kind of middle later of the of the first round. So you know, Theo jumped up probably uh, ten picks or or you know before the next slot that I thought I, I might have a chance to get picked in. So. Him, him doing that and taking that chance on me and and making me a Cub had changed the course of my life, you know, and made me be able to play in Chicago and have the opportunity to do stuff like this where fans care about what you say and, and want to listen and be in a, a city that I love. So that's definitely, I mean, it's changed the course of my entire family. Like, my brother is engaged to a girl from Chicago that he, you know, he lived there for three years and would have... Um, you know, knew her before that. But if I wouldn't have been playing in Chicago and come back, uh, had him come back with me to be in Chicago, you know, that probably doesn't happen. So like, when you think about the whole entire picture, like being a Chicago Cub has changed my life. And um, you know, Theo was the one that gave me an opportunity to do that.
1: I'd say it worked out for him. Uh, I don't know who they
0: would have taken instead of you and
1: Schwarber at four and nine. And he, Schwarber was the year after you, right? Or he was the same year now
0: <clears throat> for me
1: before you yeah but i'm saying i don't know who he would have taken but i'd say it worked out uh pretty well yeah
2: yeah he gave he gave dakota and i opportunity as well Mm -hmm. you know putting me on the roster this last offseason was you know it obviously meant a lot to me he had faith in me and then you know when i got traded this year he sent me a really nice long text and you know that, that carries a lot of weight especially coming from from somebody like him
1: I think it was cool too, Zach. I don't know how it was for you, but like getting drafted when my agent said, like, the Chicago Cubs want to pay you or like draft you here, it's like that's a pretty like prestigious organization. And they're saying they want to pay me X amount of money to come play for them. Like, that's a pretty awesome feeling. It,
2: dude, exactly. And it's crazy. I didn't, you know, I didn't really know much about the Cubs. You know, I just, I was just flooded with the Yankees and Mets my whole life. And, you know, just the stories you hear from when you're drafted until, even, like, forever long you play, it's just like, oh, the Cubs fan, like, I used to love watching them growing up, and it's just like a team, you know, doesn't have – they have such a rich history, you know, but obviously not a lot of championships, but with that much history and that many people watching and that many stories, it's it's just insane to be drafted and have such a great opportunity by a team like that.
0: I never realized – until I got drafted, how wide the Cubs fan base was. Like, yeah, I flipped on WGN a couple of times when I was a kid and saw Starling Castro hitting line drives all over the field. But, like, I never put that together uh, as soon as I got drafted or when I was going through the process until, um, you know, you, you get in the organization and get to the big leagues. And every time you go play golf, there's somebody that's like, oh, man, and, you know. And you're in California or Texas or Florida, and somebody's like, "Oh, I'm a huge Cubs fan." And I think just the little things like that about being a part of this organization are so cool. And Zach, what you said about Theo sending you like a really nice long text when you get traded, like that's not something he has to do.
2: No, you know, and, you know I had minimal contact with him. You know, I mean, obviously he knows who I was or who I who i am getting drafted by them. um You know, being invited to big league camp twice or once, and then being put on the roster. Like, yeah, he knows knows who I am, but like. I never really, you know, I didn't really sit down with him and talk much, you know, we, in passing and spring training, he'd, he'd say hi, but you know, yeah, I mean, it when he said, you know, what he said, and it said, hey, this is, this is Theo, you know, I just want to say blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, wow, you know, like you said, he didn't have to do that.
1: I think that's another thing, like you said about Theo, he was kind of like, like just with his pedigree and his history and his resume, like seeing him in spring training, it was kind of like, Like, oh, that's Theo Epstein. Like, it was kind of like you, like you take it up a notch. Like, if I'm throwing a bullpen, I'm like, all right, I'm throwing a couple miles per hour harder now. Like, Theo's watching. Like, that's a pretty big guy in the history of baseball.
0: And it's the president of the team, and like, and he has a reputation for being one of, if not the best, uh, baseball operations heads of all time, of all time in the history of the game. He broke two
1: 100-year droughts. Two, not
0: one, two. like his his resume is ridiculous. And Zach, I think you said this when you went to the Tigers and people were like, is Theo real?
2: Bro, I'm telling you, he's like he's like Jay Gatsby. I don't know how familiar you guys are with the great Gatsby, but they, they talk about him, like everybody has their story. He's like, Ooh, I already killed a man. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> everybody- That's the- no, they literally they were like, Hey, do you do you know Theo? And I was like, Yeah, I know him. But it's just like yeah, he's he's the president of the Cubs. Yeah, there he is. He's on TV talking and
1: they're just wow, well that's, that's, the, cool. thing. that's the thing. That's the thing going back. That's the thing going back to the draft like when a team drafts you, that's basically like them saying we think you're a future big leaguer. So like Theo Epstein saying like we think you guys are future big leaguers, that's quite a vote of confidence that he thinks yeah. that we'll be that good someday.
0: I did I did see uh maybe it was a spring it was a spring training game and this would, must have been 16 or 17. And I wasn't playing that day. must have been 16, so I wasn't playing. And I went back to the ballpark to kind of, like, watch the game from the concourse. Um, and Theo sat in the stands for the game. Oh, my God. Like, there's just, like, the fa- like fans, like, coming up to him and, like, getting autographs and, uh, like, taking pictures. So this, yeah, must have been spring training at 16 before they won the World Series, but they had that really good team. And it's just like that guy is as famous as many of the players, which is insane. Like, name me yeah. five other GMs in baseball.
1: I'd him. say like him along with like Billy Bean are like the two that everyone is like
2: you everybody know hundred percent. That like, is a tell them. And
1: they're they're someone yes. Like you go up and if you can get him to sign something, you're like, please, like,
0: you're pretty important.
2: Maybe and Steinbrenner, then, when he was the Yankees and the uh yeah. Yeah, yeah. boss.
0: And, yeah. and and billy bean had a book and a movie written about him
1: yeah i i, I would find it very surprising if theo doesn't have a story of like somebody, documentary or something
2: somebody is typing as we speak right now especially after today's news
0: yeah
1: do you think brad pitt
0: will play theo <laughs> i think yeah. he's got, you
1: got to get somebody other than brad pitt he already did billy bean you got to pick someone else
0: has to be somebody with
1: worse hair than brad pitt Oh, my. Oh what are you saying? My god. His, oh my! god. His, his, his body's not even cold hair. yet. He just left, Ian. Jeez. <laughs> I didn't mean Come, that. Oh, because you got restore hair. Now you can That's bash on his yeah. hair. It's,
2: it's fake bad. hair. Now you can throw haymakers at people.
1: Oh. No, I didn't mean that. Oh, I was curious to see once, like, we found the news out that he was leaving. I was curious to see if there'd be people on Twitter that are like, oh, like, good. It's about time. Like, we needed someone, like. I'm really glad that I haven't seen any of that because like, I was curious. I was like, who's going to be the idiot that thinks it's we'd be, good
2: we'd be having a We'd be having a Kevin Cash conversation. Again.
1: Yeah. Cause I'd be like, who's the idiot that thinks it's okay to say Theo's leaving. Like
2: I was just going to say, like, you know, you know how big of a deal this is when as soon as it came out, literally like three scrolls of Twitter oh. was just quote tweet, quote tweet, quote tweet, quote tweet, quote tweet, quote tweet. And it's just like, Oh no. Just like, wow, this is crazy. And just, People having all these crazy thoughts, like, oh, he's going to the Phillies, oh, he's going to the Mets, and it's just like, if I feel like if anybody kind of steps down, you know, from a job of professional sports, it's for like a bad reason, and guys are kind of like scared to go after them. But like when he stepped down, you know, every GM was just like this on the phone, or owner was just like that trying to call, like, hey, what do we got? Is he coming? Yeah. And that's I think, that's every, I
0: I think f- every GM shit in their diaper and like, <laughs> not me, not me, <laughs> don't you fire know. me.
1: And that's the thing, too. I think that's the biggest thing. Like, I mean, I guess we don't know all the ins and outs of what goes on. But, like, a lot of times, like you said, when people step down, it's like, oh, like, what actually happened? It's like, I think this was actually just a it's time to move on. Like, I want to go do something new. Like, and the Cubs are like, yeah, like, we understand that. Like, he did obviously did great things for the city
0: and for the team. And, yeah, just kind of a crazy day. I, think- I got I got multiple text messages from people in chicago or around the country who are cubs fans saying please tell theo thank you it's and that's awesome because he he
1: did what literally no one else could do he broke a 108 year drought
0: it kind of makes
2: that ian you were a year late um you know like when we had those that that dinner at grimaldi's with ruth bris and he was telling the stories of theo during those years like that just sounded so sick, like, obviously everybody was bought in, you know, just how close he was with the players and everything like that, and it's just like, it doesn't happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. How, and how, how close they were. Um, I just want to read this one tweet. This is a Dom. the a <laughs> Dom tweet interaction, alright? So the tweet is, Dom, sources within the organization are saying that Theo might take you uh, with him to a new team to bring morale. Any comment on that? Dom says, I feel like I just lost a loved one. Please respect that. <laughs> And then a guy re- responded to Dom's tweet and said, dude, me too. feels like the morning in 1993 when my dad told me Michael Jordan retired.
2: That's insane. That, that is
0: insane.
2: He doesn't play. He is not a player.
1: And the thing is, He's like, people think – and some of that – I mean, some of that is, like, lighthearted joking. But at the same time, like, it's kind of serious to a lot of people. It's like, it's a sad day. Like, Theo gave them a lot of unbelievable memories for Cubs fans – Lifelong Cubs fans like Dom that die and or live and die with them, for them to win a World Series and Theo to deliver that was one of the greatest achievements in sports history. Insane.
0: Dom actually tweeted fifty forty five minutes ago at me. I just saw it. Yeah, I saw it too. <laughs> Text Theo right now and tell him I love him. Do you think Theo knows who the Dom is? Oh yeah. Did you see I Dom? Know. I don't think Theo has Twitter, but
1: Dom Dom.
2: He has to have a burner.
1: Dom just tweeted at Christian Yelich: "The fact you haven't offered condolences yet is messed up." <laughs> the <laughs> fact that we've turned this into just what is Dom tweeting right now is a great segment.
0: Well, we we tried we tried to call the director of morale and he didn't answer. He's probably working right now, probably directing the morale.
1: Yeah, he's got he's honestly he's got a lot on his plate right now. You think he's got time to talk to us? No chance.
2: No. Have you? Uh, have you talked to Riz?
0: I haven't talked to anybody yet. That's and what
2: I was
1: too busy doing this. I was going to say I, I I was wondering how Riz, I bet like a lot of those guys that were there for the World Series obviously and that are still here probably shook them up a little bit too.
2: That's what I'm saying, you know, like if hap, you know, obviously again, not to reiterate, but you were a year late. Guys like Riz who are, you know, the captain of the team, just like how much that kind of hits him.
1: Yeah. It's tough for everyone. I feel like I I'm with Zach. Zach said it earlier to me. He said that he thinks he's going to go to the Mets. I was like, honestly, that seems like a place that he'd go.
2: Bro. Because it's a, big, it's a
1: big city. It's a team that haven't won in forever.
2: And, and they can and pay for owner, whoever.
1: They
0: just
2: got calling. has a bazillion dollars and just says, have at it.
0: Yeah. You heard it here first. I I think his next gig, honestly, I think his next gig, he'll get some sort of ownership stake. What and- do you think? like run the team
1: as an owner. I've some, one of my buddies texted me and said they had heard like rumblings that he might make a push to be commissioner of baseball. I could, I mean, I could see it. I, I, I could see it. I think, I think that'd be perfect. I think he's smart enough to do it. I mean, I don't know. Obviously that's quite a difference between being the commissioner of baseball and being the GM slash president oh of baseball ops for a team.
2: Talk about going from a stress job to a stress job.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, and you can't just, the other thing is about the commissioner, like, you're either the commissioner until you're like old and crusty or you get fired. Yeah. Like you're not really, you're not being like, all right, I'm going to go be the commissioner for five years and I'm out.
1: You're commissioner oh. until basically
0: you can't do it anymore. Or you're like, they're or you
1: like, there should
2: be,
0: there should be term limits on commissioners. There should be like a two term limit. It should be like the president baseball. Yeah, I agree, but it Dude, won't be
2: that. I, Oh my God. I couldn't imagine the stress going from Chicago Cubs too. All of baseball.
1: What about screen time? Oh. Just because Theo left doesn't mean we can't do screen time. Screen
0: time. It's 12 o'clock here, 1 o'clock there.
1: How oh, much have you been on your phone?
2: I'm going to be loaded.
1: I've already got 321. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, weird brag. I work out at 7 a.m. That's why. Oops.
2: 338. Oops. I was up again for an hour.
1: Oh, let's go. Didn't lose the sack, Ian? I was two, 227. Oh, I thought you were going to say like
0: five something. Like, you're like, it's been a busy morning, all right? <laughs> had a lot going on. Just so just so you guys know, I love Parse rum. Parse. Rum. Rum. Parse. <laughs> rum. rum. <laughs> when I say Parse, you say rum. Rum. He didn't <laughs> say it. He didn't
2: say it. He said Parse.
0: Uh, parse. Uh, rum. rum. Also, go to Obvious Shirts. Buy a compound hat. Obvious Shirts. Buy a compound hat. We're going to come out with a new Obvious shirt that's when I say Parse, you say rum. Parse. Rum. rum. I That's want, episode. I want one
1: that says, I want one that says, when I say parse, you say rum, parse, the and then Zach just wears a rum shirt, like it just Ooh. says rum. <laughs> I love that. But we'd have to always be together when we wear it, or else we wouldn't really make sense.
2: And guess That's like, that. we're not, not going to be together.
0: R.I.P. All right, guys, so let's end this on a positive note. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, excited for the par-say. future. Rum. <laughs> That's episode, I don't know which episode. The 38, 37, no, 37, thir-
1: maybe 38, maybe
0: 39. I don't know. Because we yeah, recorded a, a different episode. one, I don't know anymore. Presented by Porte Rum.